Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Welcome one and welcome all. I am Katie Petrick, joined by the David Fiorazzo, and we've been talking about it for, I, at this point, how long has it been? So long. Years. Years. <laughs> we've, of course, been talking about enrolling your students <laughs> at Freedom Project Academy. Okay, maybe not years. Not years, but okay. It is our K-12 Judeo-Christian online school, and it's right now enrolling students for the fall. So request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom. FORschool.com. Now, this uh, first story, it's, there's a lot of expletives, is one way to put it. We have a New York professor who's become a wrecking ball after first attacking a pro-life group on campus and then going after a couple of New York Post reporters with an actual machete. Machete, you know, whatcha? Of course, it was all caught in video because that's how we do things. So we have proof of this professor going cuckoo. With a machete, David. And yet I still think we need to say allegedly, even though we have proof. We have video proof. Um, Oh, Lord. Uh, Shalene Rodriguez, uh, not at all entitled um, uh, NYC college professor who threatened a Post reporter with machete. She was fired as her lawsuit against the NYPD emerges. Now, I can't even repeat the Daily Wire headline. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I can because they kind of... Yeah, there it is. Get this mm, that mm, out of here. Professor curses at pro-life students. How was that again? Get this that, mm, that mm, mm, out of here. That could be a song. <laughs> we could. Get this mm, 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 out of here. Mm, <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so um, we're just going to watch this viral video and set this whole thing up. Check it out. Check out Shalene. You're not educating. This is propaganda. What are you going to do? Like anti-trans now? Is that what you're going to do next? I mean... This is this is violent. You're triggering my students. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You're, no, you're not. Because you I'm can't sorry. even have a baby. That's so you don't even know what that is. You don't even know what this is. Get this out of here. You're triggering my students. Get this mm, out of here. So what are you going to do? Anti-trans next? So what does she mean? She's upset that these people were were standing up for life in mother's wombs so she's upset that there's a the audacity to bring up the the issue of abortion on the college campus so you can't have that speech on the campus and what are you going to do talk about how god created every human being in his image and there is male and female you're going to talk about that next you're going to trigger my you're triggering my students by talking about god and creation and the image of God in man and life in a mother's womb. Uh, and they get away with this. I'm sure she's not going to, there's no repercussions for well, after that, shoving there was, the stuff off the after table. After that part, there was no repercussions. After that part. Okay, because she, that part. Yeah, she describes herself as a black Marxist. And she, if you, you know, with the bleeping and everything, she's yelling at that young man, how huh. dare he stand up for life in the womb? She said, because you can't even have a baby so you don't even know what that is. You don't even know what this is. Are you saying that men can't have babies? <laughs> That's awesome. Katie, you caught her. 
You you caught her in a contradiction, in a confusing conundrum. But anywho, yes. Confusing conundrum. Confusing. We're, we're not done because this story got better. Yes, but wait, there's more. We haven't even seen the machete clip yet. Go ahead. Get away from my door. Get the f*** away from my door. Let's, let's get out of here. Okay. You can't so do that. She's in 4A. So she, she's in this apartment. She comes out the door with a machete. But then here, this is happening down on the street. Now, this is a, I maybe a reporter, journalist, New York Post. So it's actual journalism at New York Post. And she's running. Was she running with the machete on the street? Did, did my eyes just see that? Or Katie? Allegedly. Is, is this alleged? This is all alleged. Everything okay. is alleged. They're, like, they're in that photo, in that headline. There's allegedly a machete in her hand. Allegedly. And she's a but lesbian. she's a Marxist. <laughs> Is she a lesbian too? Ah, who knows? Oh, that, well. Anyway, so she's gonna. There's no problem. She's not gonna have any issues there. Doesn't matter because she was. You know, she's an art professor, and so she's just speaking her truth. Oh wait, she's just Is expressing she not, herself. Is she not an art professor anymore? At least at Hunter College. Oops. Maybe you can't actually be out there with a machete. Maybe there actually are consequences. If very. Clearly, it's showing you threatening another human being with a weapon in a multitude of ways. So she can't do this? She got in trouble for doing she that? She actually got in trouble Wow, that's, uh, that's a, rare. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is uh, the spokesperson for Hunter College stated the college is taking this matter very seriously, adding that the <laughs> provost has opened an investigation into the professor's actions. So I love that. I love they're taking it very seriously as yeah. anytime a school board or administration has oh, to yeah. investigate what's going on with the teacher, they take it very seriously and they open an investigation. Well, they did fire her too, but they also did their usual statement. Um, they, who is it? Spokesman Vince DiMicelli said, DiMicelli. That Hun- <laughs> said that Hunter College strongly condemns the unacceptable actions of Shalene Rodriguez and has taken immediate action. Rodriguez has been relieved of her duties at Hunter College effective immediately and will not be returning to teach at the school. Who will teach the art classes, though? Oh, no. I'm sure there's another Marxist waiting in the wings. It's um, probably true. That's just the way it goes. But Dimicelli, it makes me want to have some pasta. <laughs> we were talking about whether you had any Italian in you before we got on the program today. I don't know that I do. German, English. Did you say Swiss? Swiss. Swiss? See, I'm Switzerland. neutral. I'm neutral. Okay. I am neutral in light of things. But back to the story. Yeah, uh, back to the story. There, there may be <laughs> even more happening with Ms. Rodriguez. Well, uh, it's, it's, as it's laid out in the video, we just wanted to speak to this woman. Um, we thought uh, we, we might have a chance, given that uh, she's obviously passionate about her beliefs, and maybe if we showed up to her door, she'd uh, be willing to, to grant us an interview. We, we, you know, in my career, I've knocked on 10,000 doors, you know, hoping for interviews, and once in a while, you get one, and I thought this might work out. Uh, but I got a, a bit of a surprise uh, when, when uh, she opened the door. This was a first for me. Uh, uh, she uh, first verbally threatened uh, to, to chop us up with the machete and then proceeded to come uh, out of her apartment brandishing the blade and, and pressing, pressing it against the side of my neck uh, for about a second. Uh, and, and then she, I guess, realized she was being recorded and went back inside. Oh, whoops. Whoops. So if, if she wasn't being recorded, what would have happened? Oh, my goodness. If she's threatening to chop them up, like, she, 
there's there's a level of like, ooh, I'm threatening you, threatening you to get you away from me, and then there's the unhinged, which she is unhinged, clearly. Okay, so this is also another story that we don't have time really to jump into the whole thing, but she's got a lawsuit with the police going back to a protest, and she's the plaintiff, and she claims that she suffered nerve damage from being zip-tied at this protest when she was nabbed and put in a prisoner van with 14 other protesters and uh, claimed that she was attacked by cops while trying to leave the protest. And anyway, so that's, I guess, uh, going on now as well. So an officer yanked her hair, I guess, or zip ties and tightened them and forcing her to scream out in pain. And I guess she's got a thumb problem or nerve problem. Well, how are you going to prove that? Well, that may be true. What hand was she using? To hold With that machete. machete. Yeah. Yeah. Right or left-handed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, uh, we've seen almost zero true justice carried out when billions of dollars of damage were done on American streets in 2020. And uh, very disappointing. But, yeah, you know, it depends on who's doing the protesting. Still to come, though, following ever-mounting student loan debt. A congressman from Wisconsin has proposed a new bill that would quickly relieve future students from owing tens of thousands of dollars, and it won't cost taxpayers a dime? Uh? We're talking about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Trying to uh, afford college has become next to impossible these days. And it's not because, you know, we couldn't afford the actual cost of a college. It's, it's all the other things that get put on top of it by the college. So a real college education shouldn't cost that much. But as you know, if you've sent a kid off to college, if you are anyone who has college debt currently, you're paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. But what if that wasn't the case? What if you could have been advised a little bit better about how much money you really need to cover the costs of the college? David, don't you think that would be useful? Possibly. Possibly. Depends on the details. The devil's always in the details. This is true. You may not know this, Uh but some college financial aid officers cannot actually advise students on taking out loans. It's against the law. Okay. So... Uh, we have a congressman who wants to change that. That's Congressman Glenn Grothman, who actually is my congressman, so I know a little bit about him. He has introduced the Responsible Borrowers Act to protect students from taking on excessive student loan debt by allowing institutions of higher education to implement guardrails on how much money students can borrow. Now, under current law, institutions of higher education are forbidden from providing guidance to students on the risks that are associated with borrowing up to the maximum amount of a federal student loan. And as a result, then, students are often borrowing like tens of thousands of dollars extra that they just don't need. Hmm. So, Grothman has let uh, the Department of 
Education Secretary Miguel Cardona know that bit of information that maybe you are just finding out for the first time. And this was at a recent House Committee on Education. And uh, I was actually impressed by what I saw. We have these financial aid counselors in the universities, okay? And if somebody comes in and says, I want to take out the maximum amount, I'm going to take out $10,000 in loans this year, it is right now against the law in many cases for the counselor to say, I think that's foolish, don't take out $10,000, I think you can swing it on $4,000. Do you think the local aid counselor should have that ability? I believe counselors should be able to give students accurate information around what they can. And accurate information includes the ability to say, I don't think you should be taking out such a big loan. Right. I believe counselors should be able to Good. advise Good. You're going to be able to help me on this bill. That's what I want. <laughs> Good. You're going to be able to help me. I, I was pleasantly surprised to finally agree with something that came out of the mouth of Miguel Cardona. Thank you for... My congressman, well, I thank you for getting him to say that. Thank you, uh, Glenn Grossman. He has now Grossman. served me. Yeah, mark this on your calendars. Uh, yes, uh, on your... Miguel Katie, Cardona. Katie agreed with Miguel Cardona. Because you may not see it again. Time. It, may, <laughs> it may not. Now, but yeah, you know what? How are colleges... Colleges aren't going to go for... They don't want it. Or the credit card companies. They don't want well, this to go if, if we would actually turn student loans away from the federal government's control again and go back to, I don't know, the banks being the one who are in charge of actually giving the loans. But at least this is a step and very necessary step is to allow actual financial aid advisors to do their job. Now, granted, it would still be the institutions who would be hiring these financial aid advisors. <laughs> so what are they going to say it about is. it? It's one of those but details. In a press relief, press release, Grothman actually said that some people take decades to repay their loans and agonize over how much money they borrowed. Some realize that they are putting their life on hold because so much of their paycheck goes to their lender. Hmm. Some cut costs, get a second job, and go through the headache of restructuring their loan. The Responsible Borrowing Act will temper these problems before they start by giving students who are often first-time loan applicants some much-needed guardrails from their school. And that's the thing. Hmm. When you go to college, you're probably 18, in a majority of cases, you're 18, maybe 19, okay? That's going to be your first loan, really. I mean, most of the time, you that is your first like step into getting a loan and finding out what the responsibility of paying a loan back is, which might not happen for after four years or five years or however many years you go to college. But if you can't be like kind of put forth in a responsible way from the get-go, mm. You're, you're more likely to take out other loans for other things because that's like in the, with the college mindset yeah. of like, oh, just take out the maximum. That's what I do for college. So that must be what I do for my house. And right. that's what I do for my car. And that's what I do for everything else. And I rack up all this debt. And then like they'll, use, your, it, yeah, they'll yeah. use it for things that have nothing to do with they college. They have nothing to do with but it, they like have your, the college, money. your credit cards and you do all that hmm. because that's what, that was your first experience of what. Yeah a debt like a loan would be so this is something statistically speaking too. student loan debt in the united states has amassed more than 1.7 trillion dollars right student loan debt has more than doubled in the last decade and continues to grow at an excessive rate the massive massive amounts of students are borrowing is affecting their ability to have a family buy a car and own a home yes how many people say well i can't buy a home because student loan debt ah, i don't want to start a family yet hmm. student loan debt it's it's student loan debt amassed with all the other societal issues we have. But according to Pew Research Center, only 32% of young college graduates, right now, 25 to 39, us younger millennials, basically, and then going into Gen Z, 
32% with student loan debt say they are living comfortably. Only 32%. That means 68% are not living comfortably. <laughs> All right. And that's compared to 51% of college graduates without any loans. So you, what you're telling me is if you don't have outstanding loans, your life lo- is looking a little bit better. It's a little more comfortable. A little bit better. Yes. So maybe. That makes sense. Maybe we should all be responsible with our loans. Hmm? Ooh, the R word, responsible. Ah, yes. We, well, al- we already talked about the D word this week, discipline. Ooh, discipline, discipline responsible. Oh, responsible. man, we're learning all sorts of things here <laughs> on Educated. Well, <laughs> let's learn some more because coming up, Joe Biden's Health and Human Services Department, whose second in command is a confused man who claims to be a woman, is now awarding nearly $2 million in taxpayer money to groups that promote family acceptance of LGBT youth. Yes, talk about not responsible. We're going to talk about that next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Representative Glenn Grothman uh, is trying to be responsible and teach responsibility yes. to the next generation. And fiscal discipline. Yes, he wants to fiscal discipline, teach young adults as they grow in life and, yep. and become mature adults. And one of the most mature adults we have, not in actual maturity, but just age, is uh, Joseph Biden, who wants to bribe people instead with agenda items of his own. So, you know, there's just there's a little bit of difference between Glenn Grothman and Joe Biden, just a little bit, though. The Health and Human Services Department is offering up $1.7 million in grant money to groups that promote family acceptance of LGBT youths. Now, these groups can get up to $425,000 a year for programs that reduce rejection of LGBT what youth by their families. Mean? Yep. Uh-huh. And connect families to counseling in order to increase their acceptance. <sighs> This is where we're at. Now, the program is through the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Can we just pause on that for a moment? Sam, Sam, keep that up there. Here's my question. Why is it always that the LGBT youth, LGBT older people, just LGBT in general, Mm -hmm. is always affixed to substance abuse and to mental health services, David? Why is it that those would be always linked, always linked. You know, that's an interesting question that few people ask because it connects the dots to this deviant lifestyle and worldview, which is so unhealthy, it is unnatural and ungodly. There's your answer. Thank Thank you you. for connecting those dots, Katie. Thank you, David, for your explanation. Yes, you're welcome. Now, according to Sam its purpose is to prevent health and behavioral health risks like suicide, depression, homelessness, drug use, and HIV, and to promote well-being for LGBTQIA, I don't know, ampersand, exclamation point, dash, hyphen, all of them, youth in the context of their families and caregivers, cultures, and communities through family counseling and support programs and interventions. That's according to their little webpage of what they are. (sighs) So as the grant application states, the research has shown that LGBTQI plus youth are at greater risk for poor behavioral health outcomes than their cisgender heterosexual counterparts. The grant application materials cited a survey from the Trevor Project. Mm, Yes. A transgender activist group focused on youth that found the LGBT youth with 
high social support from their families reported fewer suicide attempts than those with low or moderate social support. So as always, what they are stating is um, always affirm everything that comes out of the mouths of anyone except if they're heterosexual I then the deny word, everything yeah and i heard the word youth quite a bit in mm-hmm. in these yes. explanations in these yes. services and these concerns yes toward youth yes towards youth now uh, as the materials for this grant also stated yet fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home to be gender affirming negative parental reactions related to sexual orientation are associated with increases in substance use including alcohol and marijuana and cigarettes as well as higher risk of suicidal ideation is that the only reason? Now, did well, you want to get the grant, David? Uh, wait a minute. Can we just st- stop and talk about something you said? Negative parental reactions related mm-hmm. to sexual orientation. So the parents now are being vilified. Oh, yes. Always. So all parents, according to the Biden administration and these grants, these programs, you've got to affirm. Affirm it all. You've got whatever the child and who knows what they're influenced by, Hollywood, yep. media, social media. Yep. Uh, corporations, whatever, you've got to affirm. So you can't have negative parental reactions. That's against what they're trying to do here. Absolutely. And then we're going to give you the money as long as you are doing those affirmations for them. Now, grant recipients must connect youth and their families with counseling and support, right? So if you're a group and you agree that you want the money, all you have to do is connect these LGBTQ youths and their family with some counseling and support. They must also refer youth with mental health or substance abuse disorders to the proper community providers. Of course, those who are also affirming LGBTQ everything. Uh, Groups must also develop an evidence-based family counseling intervention to promote family acceptance of LGBT youth and prevent behaviors associated with family rejection of the LGBTQI plus youth. So you need to put your armor on and say, we only affirm, we do not deny. <laughs> that's what the, the you, if you want to get the money, that's sell your soul is the moral of this one. You know, what could go wrong? Can you, can, can't you just envision the corruption that could come from this? Because groups that aren't even concerned about, about either issue, they'll just say, hey, we can get 425,000 from the yep. government. Hey, let's just say we're trying to help, you know, encourage parents to affirm that. Let's just form a group and just make pretend, even though we might not even believe in the ideology. Can can you see this corruption? Oh, absolutely. But isn't this, that's kind of the same sort of thing as what all these woke companies do? Because these companies are not really woke. Like actual capitalist groups, organizations, Budweiser, all of them who've recently been boycotted and all that. Bud Light, Target, actually care. But they're like, well, it's going to make a buck. Like, and that's what these grants are. Well, we could do it and make a buck. So it comes down to who's at the heads of these organizations and what their soul is saying. Because a lot of them are just going for the buck. But anyway, we got more stuff to talk about. Like Babylon Bee headlines. Yes. So stay there. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
All right, before we wrap up this show for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. And as always, Katie Patrick has not seen the headlines, and we've picked our favorite ones to decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with Adolf Hitler announces run for president. Oh, okay, that must have just been a Democrat Party headline. Okay, Dodgers summon Satan to throw out first pitch at Pride Night. <laughs> Next, Southern Poverty Law Center classifies everyone not currently wearing a Pride shirt as a hate group. Next, Governor Newsom to require all toddler race car beds be electric <laughs> by 2030. And finally, Pete Buttigieg takes parental leave again after adopting <laughs> a highway. Katie, uh, I heard a couple LOLs. You laugh, I like the laughs silly out ones. Loud. Well, some of them are too true. It's like, yes, this actually did happen, and some of them are just silly, and I like, I go for the silly ones. But as always, if there's baseball in it, that's my top headline. Dodgers summon Satan to throw out the first pitch at Pride Night. Why not? Satan's everywhere. Now, why was that satire? Oh, <laughs> well, let's Is that see because who, of the... Let's see who actually LGBT. throws out yeah, the, <laughs> the first pitch, and then we'll know. <laughs> there right. are 30 days in June. I don't know how many home games the Dodgers have, but uh, that the night that... The dregs are going to be nuns, there. The drag nuns, nuns yes. And, and they, they were just mocking yep. nuns. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, boy, I, it's, it's a tough one for me because uh, anytime I can laugh at Pete Buttigieg, I, I, I love opportunities like that. Um, <laughs> the highway. <laughs> but, but. It's good. I thought it was silly. Because I'm a hater. Hater. And, and I, hate, hate. I hate what the Southern Poverty Law mm. Center stands for. Okay, fine. I yes. like this one that says SPLC classifies everyone not currently wearing a pride shirt as a hate group. Because they, I believe they started off the S Southern Poverty Law Center with good intentions, but whenever it started 50, 70 years ago, whenever. That's when they weren't awake. Uh, and now but they are in the last, awoke. I don't know how many decades, they have been completely anti-Christian anti-conservative, anti-American, anti-Republican, anti-capitalism, um, and they are just unbelievably radical, but yet they're calling, they're like the Family Research Council or Franklin Graham or American Family Association or others, mm -hmm. Samaritans, hate groups. Everything's, everything's If you have biblical group. values. In case you didn't notice, in this country, the month of June used to be amazing, and now it's just sad because everything has to be about that pride. Let's promote sin. <sighs> oh, pride comes before the fall. By the uh, way, Kurt Cameron is coming out with a children's book mm -hmm. called Pride Comes Before the Fall. Oh, is and he? He's going to read it to kids, and it's going to be for kids understanding that pride is a sin. Uh, and mm -hmm. wow, go! I mean, that's that's like he's saying, like in your face, you go, growing pains, uh, in <laughs> your face, wrong. Kurt Cameron. Don't be left behind. Pride comes before oh. a fall. Nice one, nice one. By the way, last man standing. Ah. We we had we a conversation before conversation. the show. Sorry, that was a that was a not an inside note. joke because anyway. Side note. That is good. Side note. We're gonna wrap it up. Help pray for us. All right, that's gonna wrap up these headlines for the week. More satire next time. Sorry. Ah, all right. Well, if you are a fan of our show, please uh, do that thing. Do the liking and the commenting and the sharing if you're on the social media sites. Now for David and myself. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show right here. Until next time, stay educated. 
Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.